Hi, I'm Ben Field, and this is the Hillsong Film and TV Podcast. So many people come to me and say, I work in Hollywood and I'm really good at my job, but I just hate the project that I'm doing all the time. And that would be frustrating. You can do that unto the Lord, and you can be all over that, and you can be a, a light in darkness and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But at some point, I think your experience in Hollywood is supposed to be that you've got a project, you're going to get something done, you're going to be the producer, you're not going to answer to people all your life, you're going to get after it and get something done. And the more experience you can get by doing more projects over and over and over is better. I asked uh, a good friend of mine one time, I said, what's the definition of humility? He paused for a second and he said, realizing that God has already made the pathway and you're simply walking down it. So get after what God's called you to do uh, because he wants it more than you do. That was Matt Crouch, filmmaker, on-air personality and president of the TBN Network. He's my guest on today's episode. Matt, thank you very much for joining me. Ben, love it. Let's do it. All right. So unlike many kids around the world, you grew up essentially in a TV studio, am I right? You are exactly right. <laughs> um, I did um, grow up in a TV studio even back before TBN was started. My father and my mother were involved in the film industry, and they were sent by a denomination called the Assemblies of God to California to help pioneer the first film and television studio uh, for a major denomination, the Assemblies of God. And my dad traveled the world before TBN was founded and shot on 16-millimeter film uh, videos and stories to help foreign missions. So... This was really birthed out. Trinity's not a good idea. It was a God idea. Mm -hmm. My parents heard the voice of the Lord to start it. The Lord spoke to my mom and dad simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And uh, and 45 years later, Lori and I are now in a position to carry on their legacy. Yeah. Most people tune in and they see TBN, but my experience of it is seeing multiple networks, the studios around the world that are broadcasting the gospel. Um, what does TBN look like today? What's the extent of the ministry? The easiest way to get the scale of, of Trinity is to realize that, you know, a network like CNN, global, you think of it as a global network, um, and it takes to get CNN to all of the places where there are televisions in the world, it takes about seven to 10 satellites, depending on whether you're broadcasting in both, you know, C-band and KU-band. And, and, but it takes about 10 satellites to think of getting a global footprint around the world. Mm. Well, TBN pays the bill on over 100 satellite transponders. Mm. So basically, why do we need 100 if CNN only needs 10? Well, for the very reason that we have multiple networks. We have 14 language networks, 31 languages altogether. Our newest is uh, Bulgarian language, 24 hours a day in the Bulgarian language. Uh, we were just in Bulgaria, and they are finishing out their second studio so they can start doing more Christian broadcasting and and uh, just a, an amazing thing, but 14 different languages, all four languages of the Middle East, Urdu, Farsi, Arabic, and Turkish. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're putting Jesus and making him famous in four of the main languages of the Middle East. 
And then when you start getting into, uh, you know, the Americas and stuff, we have, you know, uh, Enlace is a mm. Spanish network, has 800 employees alone, just, just Enlace. And so we're, we're basically uh, a family of networks, which includes Hillsong now as one of our yeah. latest channels. And so we basically just um, wake up every day um, with the idea that in 14 languages around the world, uh, we, you know, are just making sure Jesus stays on the airwaves mm. and uh, just thrilled to do it. How do you keep your head above the water? Because, I mean, that's a massive challenge to take on. And I know that you have a lot of probably great staff people around you to support, but you're the visionary of this thing. And so easily, and I mean, people can relate this to all walks of life, no matter what profession they're in, it can, you can easily sink below and get bogged down in the details and take your eyes off the horizon. How, how do you do it every single day? Only thing that we as believers can boast in in life is that we are chosen. And when you let a real sense of uh, God's love uh, and and the fact that I wake up every day with this idea that God's for me, He's with me. We're going to do some great things today. The the idea that uh, we're going to accomplish great things. But I I have to circle back a little bit to the preparation that my parents mm. uh, did. They were not one of these um, first generation founding uh, generation. Uh, they, they wouldn't fit that model exactly because they were preparing Lori and I uh, for many years. My dad basically asked me in 2009, I was still living in Hollywood producing films. Mm. Uh, I was probably right in the middle of doing a film with Warner Brothers, financed by Warner Brothers called Preacher's Kid. And so I was in the middle of what I believed, you know, at that point my calling was, mm. would be involved in film and television in a, in a very real way up in Hollywood. So basically, my dad looked at me at that time in 2009 and said, do you ever see the day you'll sell your company and come back and serve this ministry as president? This is a very significant thing. That yeah. was his job. Yeah. Okay? And I looked at him right in the face on board the airplane. I said, do you? And he said, yes, I do. And then a little tear kind of started streaming down his face. And I said, well, then I do. Lori started crying. My dad cried. And for some reason, I didn't cry. I cried later. <laughs> <laughs> but ultimately, uh, what, I, what I think uh, is really important about that is the fact that I had a heads up uh, in regard to multi-year heads up as to where I was going to end up. And so there was just this very great sense of preparation that yeah. they did. Uh, and without it, it would have been whiplash. Ultimately, uh, the preparation and then the extension of that, Ben, is, is important that I become or I remain who I am. I'm not trying to be my dad and mom part two. Yeah. I'm trying to be me as good as I can. And so my parents told me that I was the kid that, you know, pulled my socks off my feet, put hand puppets, you know, sock puppets on my hands and and would tell stories and make voices and make characters and all of that. And, and so what Lori and I feel and what my parents knew was coming mm. uh, was that we would ultimately take TBN 2.0 
out of being all about the engineering of a television network and the satellites of a network and the distribution mechanisms of a TV network and make it about the content. Mm. So very few meetings uh, am I in anymore that don't have a producer uh, needed or a director needed or you know some writer or, or some musician or something so that we're focusing really uh, on TBN you know, 2.0 is really like my parents were the hardware generation mm. and Lori and I are the software generation. Right. We had a network uh, that we rebranded and, and Hillsong took over in regard to the content. You're a big part of that. And uh, basically, uh, I went and slept good from that night forward when the Hillsong channel went on the air because great content was now on the air. So everything that I try to do is related to not as much how do I figure out the distribution mechanism? Mm-hmm. How, you know, what about changing viewing habits from a big screen to a medium-sized screen to a small screen like an iPhone like I have in my hand? Uh, and you know what? Stats are going to tell me that. There's going to be engineers that are going to tell me that. I'm going to stay focused because you can have the greatest and the biggest distribution platform in the world, mm-hmm. but if nobody wants to watch anything that's on it, what do you have? You have right. nothing. Yeah. And so are you making content that somebody wants to see? Are you making content that you know is going to change somebody's life? Mm-hmm. And how it gets there to a bigger or small screen, I'm not as much caring about anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm caring about the content. Great content will always find a way to be viewed. Yeah. And what I think people need to realize if if there's one lesson that I walk away with uh, from my time in Hollywood are, you know, as a man thinks, so is he. And if if God is calling you, you have to realize that he's sovereign and will make a pathway. Mm. Uh, I asked uh, a good friend of mine one time, a, a very spiritual guy, he's gone on to heaven now, but I said, I said, what's the definition of humility? He paused for a second and he said, realizing that God has already made the pathway and you're simply walking down it. So listen to me, get after what God's called you to do uh, because he wants it more than you do. And in life, uh, you know, now at 55 years old and, and, you know, uh, living longer than most people listening to this, uh, I I get I have a, a enough gray hair to give you some advice. Get after it. God wants you to do it more than you want to do it. And to those that want to feel uh, a, a complete and utter sense of satisfaction, that only comes with the idea that God can whisper something into your ear. And then you see it come yeah. to fruition. The idea that I get goosebumps sometimes when I turn a TV on or go to an app or get an email concerning a Hillsong channel, why would that be so uh, such a big deal to me? Because it was a whisper of a still small voice. Yeah. And now it's a global entity touching and reaching people mm-hmm. around the world. And it started with one simple little mm-hmm. voice. And so the idea that God wants to do that to everyone, God will whisper a something inside of each person. If you're a singer, get after it and sing. If you're a filmmaker, get after it. Use your iPhone. You know, get, you know, 
the 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 barriers are down now, Ben, mm-hmm. and and all you have to do is have a, a sense of the sovereignty of God, and a sense that one still small voice can end up being a global channel around mm-hmm. the world. If it can happen for me, it can happen for anybody. And so the idea here is when I was making movies, nothing was ever just right. I never had the exact director I was looking for. I never had the exact talent I was looking for. I never, but you have to end up, excellence is doing the best with what you have at the time. Right. And I didn't have that one deadly disease. And a lot of people I know have it which is I have to wait till every circumstance is just right before I move. Mm. I didn't wait for any circumstances to get right. I, I never produced a great movie, but I produced eight. So the, the idea that I have the experience of raising money, making a movie, and marketing a movie eight times, yeah. I assure you that's a better education for me than if I'd made one movie that was really great. Yeah. It would be a one-off. You'd be a one-hit wonder at that yeah. point. I made eight in a row until the time that I came back to serve mm-hmm. my parents uh, here at this ministry. And so ultimately, I have such a depth of experience of eight movies, the good, the bad, the ugly, mm-hmm. of making movies. They're hard to make. If they were easy to make, everyone would do it. Mm-hmm. And so basically— you have to celebrate even a marginal movie because they're very difficult to make uh, from beginning to yeah. end. And so ultimately, I sit here today, and if I needed something written on a, on a resume, I could write that I produced and distributed eight theatrical motion pictures. Well, that combined knowledge, even though none of them were great, a couple of them were okay, you know. <laughs> but what I was doing is proving the market. Yeah. You know, I felt like I needed to just make sure because, you know, our movies were, you know, successful from a you spend this much, you make this much. Right. And, and, and so they were successful. But everyone was looking for the idea that then finally, you know, uh, Passion of the Christ came. Finally, there was a good Christian movie or a, a faith-based movie that was done well. And I celebrate that, and that's the world I want to step into now. But I don't think, I, I don't think I'd be ready if I hadn't done eight right now, get them done. Yeah. You know, it's not perfect, but it's, it's going to make it. It's high enough quality to get accepted by a distributor, blah, 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 and, 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 it, and get after it and get it done. Yeah. And, and, and God can really steer a moving car. You can't much steer a parked one. Yeah. I just want to circle back really quickly to that moment where you're living in Los Angeles, you're, you're making these films, and your dad comes. I mean, you said that's what you believed you were called to do at the time. And here comes this alternate route, you know, and it's that that fork in the road, you know, you want to want to the father because that's what he's believing. You've got this call on the inside to make films. What tipped you over the edge to say, I will do what my father wants? Was that a, was that a process for you with God or was that just an obedience thing to your dad? Um, it was, uh, fortunately for me, Ben, it was a little easier than normal because back in 1992, uh, I received a prophetic word from a very close and dear friend who's in heaven uh, today. There was, in 1992, in August of 92, um, the, the, the part of this word of the Lord that I can quote was, yet I will link the two together. 
and there'll be a massive explosion worldwide into every wow. single nation of the world. Uh, but it will not be the new wine in the old wineskin. And so I remembered that at, you know, I, I had forgotten it for many years. Right. And from 1992 to then 2009, I will link the two together was the first thing that my, you know, my inner monologue, as my dad was saying what he was saying, I will yet link the two together. So I felt like I was being obedient. And here's the plot thickener for this <laughs> moment. I had sitting on the table an offer to manage a film fund that was starting with $60 million. My office would have been looking out a window, and the Hollywood sign was just right up on the hill there. And I would have been working with, if I said his name, uh, everyone that has ever seen a good movie Mm -hmm. uh, would know this guy's name. And I would have been working directly with him. Uh, inside of the Warner Brothers system. And so at the time that I needed to be obedient to be sitting here with you today, Mm. it was a a little bit more of an issue. That's why God in 1992 Mm. had to speak to me to prepare me that in 2009, when that offer came, you were going to have sitting on the table quite the decision. Because... You know, I was in Hollywood. Yeah. God had led us up there. He had miraculously provided for us there. I was there doing films. I was doing all that. My wife and I, my children were growing up there in Hollywood. And it was at that time a uh, 17-year-old word of the Lord uh, that ultimately helped understand that obedience to God's voice would be to say yes uh, at this point, and it was easy for us to do. Uh, I look back on that, and and uh, as it turns out, uh, the Lord needed Lori and I down here at TBN, and uh, my parents uh, welcomed us in 2011. The invitation came in 2009. It took us a while to wind up our affairs in Hollywood and, yeah. and get moved down into the Orange County area. And so ultimately— we're here. We were prepared. God had to set something inside of me from 1992 so that 2009 would be the right decision. And uh, we sit here today, and everything about that offer, uh, I have the capability inside of Trinity to do much more than that offer was. Right. God's doubling everything, uh, and and that's the way it'll work. Obedience uh, has a way of of catapulting you into something that you could have never imagined. Yeah. And that's what it feels like today. It's incredible. So that season, I mean, did you ever regret when you when you came down and you were being groomed into the future of taking on the ministry? Did you ever look in the revision mirror and think, you know, yes. this is too much. I want to go back to where <laughs> I was. Short answer, yes. Yeah. There was, you know, there's never going to be a, a, you know, a hilltop experience without a valley. And, uh you know, there was there was a few times uh, between 2011 and now that I thought, yeah, this ain't worth it. And um, let's see, what was the number of the guy that had the you know the film fund and mm. and and so there's always going to be those types of things. Uh, and you know the 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 idea that um, 
when you're chosen, you're going to have to go through some obstacles and some humblings and some this and that yeah. and, and get your, as it were, proverbial brains beat out and and splashed and your brain splashed down across in, in the media in, in, the, in, in my case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ultimately, the sovereign hand of God, uh, when, you, when, you, when you know you're following a pathway that he's created for you, you know, it, it literally, that's what I think in one sense, it's the most important thing that you could ever talk about is the, is, is the sovereignty of God being so real to you that whatever you're experiencing today and you're frustrated because your project's not going, you know, I've been frustrated a zillion times in the creation of these projects. Um, yeah, you've maybe arranged for financing, uh, but then uh, somebody put you know some constrictions on it, and you have to hire this guy. If you're going to use my money, you have to put my right. wife in a leading role, and you know, I mean, all, all the different you know craziness yeah. that 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 people are a part of projects for, and 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 so ultimately, but the but I think the the most important thing is just to realize. God's got you. He wants you to get to the destination, and it's your choices that get you closer to an amazing sense of purpose, fulfillment, contentment, peace. You know, in America alone, just in Trinity, 800 employees, and in Los Angeles, 800 employees. We have probably more than that outside the United States. And if I thought it was my responsibility to make sure Trinity Broadcasting stayed afloat and, and all that, jump right out this window. It, it would only hurt because we're on the ground floor <laughs> here. Uh, but, yeah. you know, at, at, at some point, um, that's not my responsibility. No. This is God's vision. Lori and I are stewarding it at this point. You know, that's, that's the easy part to realize that, we're, yeah. we're, you know, we're really just stewarding over something that God's already spoken into existence. And you're, you're going to get closer to the goal line of what God had prepared you to do by making, you know, you make all sorts of bad decisions and mm-hmm. go on all sorts of detours. Uh, but just following the pathway he's mm-hmm. made for you is, 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 is an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And, and you wake up, I sleep at night. I don't, you know, I, I don't have to take anything to go right. to sleep. I don't have to take anything to wake up. I, yeah. You know, and, and God's, you know, just giving us daily a sense. And, you know, as I sit here, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. We've made some pretty major things. We stopped fundraising on the air, yeah. which, you know, the quote telethon was really a hurdle for a lot of people mm-hmm. to watch Christian TV. So we just stopped. And, you know, we stopped in 2014. And uh, as we sit here today, the stats are pretty clear. Uh, We have more than a million new viewers from 16 over 17, new households, viewing households. We have more active donors than at any time in TBN's history. And this will be the largest income year of of Trinity's history in Mm 45-year history. So... All I can tell you is is we seem to basically be following the pathway God has yeah. for us. And when you give it to him and you realize he's created it, we're simply walking down it, uh, it takes all the pressure off. Was there a point where 
you had to wrestle with letting it go because, I mean, in this industry, it's easy to get caught up in, I'm producing this film and it's my vision that's in there and look what's being built around you. And like you said, you have to reach that point where you have to humble yourself and know that this is God, but there's still the flesh waging that war. Yeah. Um, how do you do that? Is it a daily thing you have to let go or is it something you just have to get over and move on with? I think the the easiest way to answer it is, is to say to pick your head up and get at the 30,000-foot view and realize that this one project you're doing is not the, you know, end-all, say-all of what, your you know, your life is about. Right. Uh, and get into the project, get the experience out of it, get on the other side of it. I'm so glad I have eight theatrical motion pictures to pull from and the experience to pull from eight different releases, eight different principal photography moments, eight different script writing sessions. And I have different things to pull from uh, and it's a much more balanced sense. So I was always able to jump up and get up and above this temporary disappointment of that actor's not available, so we have to get this one. Uh, This budget restraint uh, doesn't allow us to do this. And just say, I'm moving on, we're going to go, and we're going to do the best we can with what we have and move on. Keep moving, keep going for it. You know, make a iPhone movie first and then rent a camera, borrow a camera and do the next one, do the next one, do the next one. Get all the experience you can. But look, all I can tell you is I have gray hair and I have never had circumstances just right. It's never happened for me. If it happens for somebody listening, God bless you. Uh, But it never happened for me. I never had a situation or circumstance that I felt everything was perfect. Right. And you just keep moving. And and God will give you that experience that one day maybe those stars align and you and you have. Uh, but at some point, it's never going to be about that anyway. It's right. about really being obedient to what the purpose of the project was. Right. So many people come to me and say, I work in Hollywood and I'm really good at my job, but I just hate the project that I'm doing all the time. Mm. And, and that would be frustrating. Now, you can do that unto the Lord and you can be all over that and you can be a, a light in darkness and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But at some point, I think your experience in Hollywood is supposed to be that you're, you've got a project, you're going to get something done, yeah. you're going to be the producer, you're not going to answer to uh, people all your life, you're going to get after it and get something done. Yeah. And, and the more experience you can get by doing more projects over and over and over uh, is better. What you're talking about certainly doesn't come without a price to pay to bringing the gospel to the world because not only are you fighting against the things of this world, but you're, you're fighting against spiritual matters as well. And your family has definitely had its fair share across the line, and it's easy, I think, from the outside to look at the newspaper articles or listen to the voices. But on the inside of that, what does that do to someone like yourself when it doesn't seem fair on the outside because the intentions are true on the inside. We're like, come on, we're moving for it. We're bringing the gospel to people. But it feels like the people that should be around you, supporting you, other believers, sometimes are the loudest critics to it. How does that make sense at this point in time? It's funny you should even ask that very specific question. My wife and I, it wasn't today. It might have been yesterday or the day before. I remember 
you know, she was saying something, you know, well, uh, something about something, I hope a newspaper doesn't. And I, I, I just almost just immediately responded, I wouldn't possibly care less yeah. anymore about what somebody might think about mm-hmm. me. And and the idea that that you don't, you get to the point where criticism is actually a great blessing because you just go tone deaf to it. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Everybody said every ugly thing and every you know, manipulative purpose behind this and that and the other thing, it, you finally get to the point where just you just don't care anymore. And so critics at some point just become wind in your sail mm-hmm. uh, because you don't listen to it anyway and you just do what God's called you to do. Yeah. And, and, and so I think that that is ultimately yeah. uh, how, how it plays out mm-hmm. because, you know, when you think about it, the enemy wants to discourage you but he'll always overplay his hand at some point. And you get to the point where, you know, there's just nothing else anybody can say or do that matters anymore. Wake up every day, hear the voice of God, do what he's calling you to do, get after it, do your best. And when you adopt it and you live your life that way, it doesn't matter what anybody says about you. Yeah, that's great advice. Wrapping this up, I just want to ask, you know, TBN, since you became president, has... um, gone under a lot of changes. I mean, in the building we're here, you know, you can see even just on the cosmetic side mm. through what TBN's doing now with the programs that are coming on the birth of the Hillsong Channel and so many other things. What is the future for what you see ahead for media, content, film, television? I think um, where we are headed and what what we want to do is basically start focusing on nothing but the writer's the musicians, you know, the the plays, the films, the dramatic series, the comedies, the sitcoms, the reality-based TV shows, uh, and so all of the different things. And I think ultimately that is the future, uh, the future of what we're calling TBN 2.0. And as we look out the window that both of us are able to see, yes, uh, there is, you know, cosmetic changes going to the airwaves and and I think the first thing that I felt obligated to do is take the 24-hour day signals of the Trinity family of networks and start making them viewable to the entire body of Christ rather than just a small segment of the mm-hmm. body of Christ. And I think for the most part numbers and ratings are proving out that Trinity is now, you know, growing to a point where more of the body of Christ are tuning in. But we need to start now turning our uh, attention to people that don't watch Trinity. So here we have these amazing voices, these amazing teachers on Hillsong, on TBN, on Enlace, on many other networks. But there's, but sometimes I get a, a, a chill that we're just preaching to the choir. Mm. We have to start expanding our programming because we've got to start attracting the people that aren't watching TBN so that the depth of a Joseph Prince and the depth of a Brian Houston and the teaching that comes from these men uh, and women and a Joyce Meyer and these types that that they'll tune on for Mm -hmm. this type of program, but then they'll get drawn in to the rest of the content of Trinity. And so it feels like 
we have a mission to not just keep preaching to the choir. Let's not do the same thing over and over expecting a different result. Let's start getting new content uh, put into the airwaves, not in such a radical way that we don't feel that when we have a need that there's going to be someone there, but we have to just have some open doors into the 24-hour day signal of Hillsong, open doors into the 24-hour day signal of TBN and other networks so that there's a way to to invite people in. TBN can't just do TBN for our viewers. We have to do it for the ones that don't watch TBN. Matt, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Pleasure, man. Great job. Well, I'm glad you tuned into today's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and our YouTube channel to make sure you get the latest episode as soon as it's released. And if you have time, we'd love to hear from you. Write to us in the review or comment section. I look forward to being with you again next time on the Hillsong Film and TV podcast. Until then, bye for now. Bye for now.